Welcome to the Undaunted Brotherhood podcast, a ministry of FPC of Paris, where we will be discussing not only what it is to be a man, but to be a godly man in this 21st century. I'm your host, Pastor Chad McQueen. All right, guys, welcome back to episode two of the Undaunted Brotherhood, or as I normally say it, Undaunted, because... I just talk funny and people make fun of me for it, but it's who I am. This is a real podcast and we're real people and we're talking about real issues, we hope. All right, today's episode two, I'm your host, Pastor Chad McQueen, and with me we have Brother Travis McQueen as our co-host today. We're excited about what we're going to talk about today. We think it's a relevant topic, not just for apostolic men, but for men in general. Um, Before we get into that, though, I want to just go over... In our last episode, we talked about and kind of laid a foundation for our men's department here at First Pentecostal Church of Paris in Paris, Texas, uh, and then also this podcast of the Undaunted Brotherhood. Uh, We explained what it was and what it meant, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to episode one. We also talked about what the intent of this podcast is, which is to show to the best of our ability what it means to not only be a man, but to be a godly man in this 21st century. In today's episode, we plan to talk about how to maintain the apostolic hustle or the balance of home life, church, and work, which we feel is very relevant to men all over the world, not just apostolic men, but as a man, you have to juggle certain responsibilities, and uh, if too much time is given to one, the other one automatically suffers. And so we're going to talk about how to juggle all these. How do we make time to get all three done in each day or week? So we're going to try to get started here. And uh, Brother Travis is going to share some information with us just to get us started. All right. So there's 168 hours in a week. On average, a man would usually work about 40 hours a week, which is around 23, 24% of your week. Uh, We sleep between 40 and 60 hours a week. And that's 24 to 36 hour, 36 percent. I'm sorry. I don't know who that guy is, but it is not me that's getting that much sleep. Well, we're talking about average men. Uh, Are you calling me above no. average? <laughs> no. <laughs> Y'all heard it right here. He called me above average. All right. Then uh, we got spend five hours of church in church. Usually that's two Sunday services and a Wednesday service, around five hours, which is only three percent of time in the church, which is seems quite low. It is pretty low. Uh, if you're not doing anything outside of the church, then that's pretty low time to spend with God. That all adds up to around between 51 and 63%. So if if you are sleeping for 60 hours a week and you're on the lower end, you have around 37% extra time each week to spend on family and doing God's work. Yeah, so we're not even, on average, we're not even committing a tithe of our week, a tenth of our week to his kingdom and his service in which uh, I would think at minimum we should be able to do that or that we need to be able to try to do that. I think first and foremost uh, in, in doing this and talking about this is that we have to, we have to understand that we have to put God first in everything in our life as a man. And not just say it, but actually mean it. Yes. It's, it's another one of those things that's easily said. Uh, it's easily talked about and it's, and it's meant well when we say it, but it's not always, fulfilled or we don't actually always fulfill that statement in our life by saying well i put god first in everything 
But when you really start looking at your time, when you really start looking at how you spend your day, uh, the old saying is there's never enough hours at the end of the week. Uh, you run out, you get to Friday or you get to Saturday, and you think, man, there's there's so much. In fact, Pastor Gray said this morning in our service, he said that uh, he could write a book that people call him a workaholic. He said, but he could write a book at the end of every day, at the end of every week, at the end of every month, and at the end of every year about all the things that he wanted to get done, but he just run out of time and couldn't get done. And so we have to be careful to prioritize our time and our efforts in the the things that we contribute to on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So let me let me just start here by saying that I think the number one thing that as a man that we have to do in in balancing our or maintaining our apostolic hustle is we got to make sure we put God first in everything we do. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, And thou shalt love thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Right. So uh, in the mornings, waking up, we should be thinking about Jesus, and we should be thinking about him all throughout the day. And go to bed, you're thinking about Jesus. Uh, Brother Gray told us that a couple weeks ago uh, when he was preaching, I believe it was the disciple vision casting service again be a disciple and make a disciple yeah and uh anyways but he wasn't exaggerating i don't think when he was saying that i think that that's how you should be absolutely every day and i think that whenever you do that then uh balancing life between your family and church and work it should should come naturally they just they they fall into divine order i guess you could say uh and and again that's not to say that just because you think of God first when you wake up and he's the last thing on your mind when you go to bed that those other things aren't important because they are important but they just have to fit together in the puzzle that we call life or the puzzle the time puzzle or whatever it is from our day to day like you say we're only, we only got 168 hours a week that's why today that we're talking about how to maintain the apostolic hustle right so so uh let's let's start off with uh let's talk about work why why do we work uh, I work because I have somehow developed a family that's larger than the average family in America, and uh, I have six mouths to feed, not counting my own, and I know that if I don't work, I can't support my family, I can't supply housing for my family, I can't, I can't supply shoes for my kids, we have two dogs that are really spoiled and they have to eat, so the reason I go to work is because I've got to have money to take care of my family. Right, so you work for food and to pay your house payment and all that stuff too. Yeah, and your car payments and uh, some of us are working. Some of us got that stuff paid off. Not me, but some of us. Uh, some of us are Mad working props towards to those of you that do. Yeah, some of us are working towards retirement or to have a greater financial situation than what we have now for the years we have left when we're done working. And to be honest, a lot of us like to buy cool things. I, I have a problem with liking cool things. Yeah. So how do we get all these things? We work. Yes. We work. It's important to work. It's even biblical. It is. Second Thessalonians 3 and 10 teaches us, and this is the NIV, but I just I, when I was preparing for this, I like the way it said this. It says, For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. The one who is unwilling to work, he shall not eat. Being a man that provides for his family or, or that goes to work sometimes can present us with a couple of challenges. On one hand, sometimes we find ourselves in a job that is not enjoyable at all, and uh, sometimes they're frustrating. And as a man, sometimes, if we're not careful, we bring those frustrations home, and that causes a whole nother set of problems. 
But then on the other hand, sometimes some of us choose to let our jobs take priority over our families, over our wives, and unfortunately over even God himself. And I think it's very important that we as men recognize that we're called to be faithful servants of Christ in whatever job we find ourselves in. And if you allow those jobs to come before him and before your family and those things, I don't think we're really living up to the faithful servant clause in that contract. Yeah, we're definitely not maintaining the apostolic hustle. Yeah, we're we're kind of kind of smashing it and throwing it out the window. Right. So, we all have to eat and we all need a place to live. So, working is a must. We got to work. We got to work. That being said, it is my opinion working too much overtime is not necessarily a good thing. I I mean, I I will work overtime, but Working too much overtime is not a good thing. It's not. It's a very slippery slope. And uh, men today, especially shift work men uh, who have the ability to work overtime and they, they begin to get paid uh, substantially more for overtime, I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost a curse because when you start working all that overtime, you get adjusted to having that money and then then you need it then you need it exactly you're thinking man too much down the road well i can i can make a whole lot more money if i do this and this and this and then you're skipping church for your overtime or yeah and 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 if you're not careful you let that job and that overtime be a priority in your life that's over a, god over god and that's what you can't do I heard my our grandpa not just my grandpa uh, i heard my our grandpa bishop johnny holly pray many a times he he uh, he would pray for men to get jobs, and he would pray that God would bless them. And I heard him tell them when they, when they would start missing church and when they would start working overtime, he'd tell them, he said, I prayed for you to get that job, son. He said, I'll pray for you to go to the, to the welfare line, he said, because your soul is more important than that job is. Yep. And I believe that. And, it, it, and again, it's not, it's not easy once you get accustomed to making that money. But the truth is money's not everything. I talked to a man in our church this morning. And he told me, he said, he said, Pastor Chad, he said, does this sound weird? He said, but the closer I get to God, he said, the less important things mean to me. He said, he said, I don't care about things as much as I used to. And I told him, I said, well, I said, I don't think that's foolish at at all. And I said, in fact, I said, we're going to talk about that some on a podcast this afternoon. I said, in fact, don't the Bible teach us to not lay up treasures in earth, but to store them up in heaven? And uh, he said, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's really, I don't think there's nothing wrong with having nice things. I don't think there's nothing wrong with uh, having a nice home, nice vehicles, nice clothes. Uh, but I think where you run into trouble is, is when you start putting or when you start prioritizing that dollar or that work or that overtime so you can have those nice things when somehow that surpasses the spot that God is in in your life, if that makes sense. As soon as sometimes when you, and you may not do it purposely, but sometimes we elevate the need or the necessity to work that overtime or the need or the necessity to have that money right? over, well, we, we can go to church next week or it ain't going to hurt us this week to, to miss this. You know, and the less that you're with your family of God and the less that you're in the presence of God and the less that you're in an atmosphere that's just charged with, uh, God's spirit, the weaker we become. Yeah, I'd love a brand new truck, but uh, the time that it'd take to put in for that overtime to I'd like for pay for that, brand you know. New truck too. <laughs> yeah, it, that all that time though takes away from the time when you could be at home reading the Bible or do it, giving someone a Bible study, or Absolutely. just working at the church, mowing the lawn, or 
all, all that or spending time with your kid wife and kids it does it it is uh it that time steals away time from you being being a disciple and making disciples yeah and and god's going to provide those things for you whether you're working overtime or not that's right i mean if you're putting him first the bible says in luke chapter 12 uh consider the ravens for they never sow nor reap which neither have storehouse nor barn and god feedeth them how much more are ye better than the fowls yeah. A little bit further down, he says, Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe you? O ye of little faith, and seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. For all these things do the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto them. So if you're working, if you're putting God first, you're going you're gonna to be okay. God's going to take care of you. That's right. Uh, I will say, uh, if any of us have worked any time at all, we do know that there are times that our job is more demanding of us and sometimes you can't help but work overtime. We're not we're not preaching against working overtime. Please don't no, not please at all. please don't misunderstand that because we we know that a lot of the way a lot of the ways that people can give and a lot of the ways that people can bless the kingdom is because they do sacrifice a little of their time and they work overtime. And uh and again I'm not I'm not saying it's a sin to work overtime and I don't think that's what Travis is saying either. No. But I'm saying we're saying you have to balance those things. Uh but the problem is, is when we begin finding ourselves letting our jobs take a higher priority than our families, or when it takes a higher priority than God in our life, that's when we need to take some time and find some time to repent and say, God, I'm sorry, you know, help me to help me to prioritize these 168 hours a week that I got. So I'm not putting things above you or my family. He just like Travis read in that scripture a minute ago, we know that God will provide for us. Uh, if he provides for the sparrow, certainly he'll provide for right. us. Right. All right. So let's move on to church life. Are we only spending five hours a week with God doing just coming to church Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday night? Is that the way we should li- be living? I don't think so. Uh, but I think that that, unfortunately, is probably a fair assumption to say that uh, that the majority of men only devote five hours of their week to church. What I would also say is I think that's very minimal. Minimal, exactly. I know we're trying to. Lots of people in this world are trying to be minimalist these days, but this isn't the place. This to be isn't the place to be minimal. To be a to be a minimalist. Right. Uh, I think that uh, at minimum, uh, I think we should tithe our time through the week. To God, we we tithe our money. Uh, I think it's only fair to think that we should time our tithe our time as well. Uh, well, as a apostolic man, we need to be doing more than that because how are we supposed to be out witnessing or giving Bible studies and being the disciple that we're supposed to be if we're only dealing with God right. during church? Right. There's there's more to being a godly man in the 21st century than just showing up to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, we've preached for years that this is an everyday thing that we have to do. It's not just Sundays and Wednesdays. And so I think that if we 
if we would purpose in our in our life that we would set aside such and such time to say, hey, uh, I know I'm a busy man. I understand what it is to be busy. We got lots of things going on, but I also know the fulfilling experience in my life when I know that I've devoted time to God through the week, when I have witnessed to people or when I've, I've shared with people or I've even loving people, you know, loving people the way God loves people, helping them, showing them, inviting them to church, uh, preaching to them, praying for them, encouraging them, uh, Man, find something to do, and uh, don't just come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, but make living for God a priority of our life that's more than just 3% of our time. And look, this isn't a math podcast, and I know we're using these percentages, but 3%, that's not a lot. Not at all. That's not a lot. Five hours in one week, that's what it is. Five hours in your whole week. I would venture to say that many of us spend more time on social media. Oh, definitely. Than five hours or watching football or YouTube. TV, just. We need to make sure we're getting our business taken care of. You know, and our business, first and foremost, is to love God, to love our family, and provide for our family. Yeah. Um. So what is our job as a, as a man in the church? Jesus tells us uh, in Mark 8, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So you got to sacrifice some of that uh, Facebook, some of that TV, you gotta YouTube. Prior- you got to prioritize. You got to sacrifice. Yeah, I, that's what I tell myself every day. I got to sacrifice. Sacrifice is a word that goes through my mind every single day. I got to sacrifice my time. I got to sacrifice this because I got to do what I got to do for God. That's right. And uh, I've said it many times that when you sacrifice something unto the Lord, he don't never let a sacrifice go unnoticed, but he always blesses sacrifice. So when you sit and think, well, I just don't have time to do this. I don't have time to go out and witness to people. I don't have time to go out and teach a Bible study. I don't have time to do these things. You do have time. Because You're just prioritizing right. That's wrong. exactly right. You need to get your priorities right, you know, and, and God will bless you for that. And he will, he'll, I promise you, it's, it's no different than tithing with your money. You will get far more through the month on 90% of your funds than you will 100% of your funds every time. I promise you that. Yep. As a man of God, our duty is to strive to be more like Jesus. So what does that mean? Well, Jesus spent his life on earth teaching and preaching and healing the sick. Um, He was here making disciples, and not only was he making disciples, but he was being the supreme example of what a disciple should be. Right. He goes on to say, Let him deny himself. himself." That's right. So the people telling the people let him deny himself so there there's your sacrifice right there yeah you got you got to deny our our worldly pleasures what we want to do yeah it's not all about us all the time it's not all about me and mine and what i want to do and what i want and uh sometimes we have to make that sacrifice yeah so as a godly apostolic man i want to put christ first in my life i want to be at church whenever the doors are open yes i want to make time daily for prayer, absolutely. I want to make time daily to read my Bible. Ooh, good preaching. Uh, Go I want to 
witness to someone every day. Yeah. If I'm in Walmart, I mean, that's, I mean, even if it's just giving someone a church card. Can, can I say also that your witness isn't always something that vo- has to be vocalized, but the way you handle yourself in Walmart, yeah. the way that you treat other people in Walmart, people watch you. You know, and if uh, if they know, oh, that's the that's the guy that's at First Pentecostal Church, or or uh, I think they go to that church over there just south of the Loop on two eighty six. Uh, but do you see the way they talk to that cust- that that clerk or whatever? How they were rude, you know? That's not showing yeah. a good witness. No, no, you no. know. So I, I think yeah. that, and I know that's probably not necessarily with our topic, but I think that we should we should know that. When you witness to somebody, yes, we think of witnessing, you know, let me tell you about Jesus, let me tell you about salvation, but your witness speaks lots of times before your mouth ever opens to the person that you're witnessing to. Yeah. And I'm sorry to interrupt. You go right ahead. No, you're good. Uh, one, one last thing that I wanted to say was about uh, what I want to be as a godly man is I want to do work for the church every week. There's right. something that we can do for the church every week. There, there is. There's always things to be done at the church. Ain't yeah, and whenever, whenever you take time out of your day to do these things, they'll add up way more than five hours a week. You'll be way over your three percent, and you'll be equaling your ten percent or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, or whatever you're going to do, it's it's going to be plenty, uh, because you're doing it every day, like you should be. Yeah. All right. Moving on to uh, our family life again, and we're maintaining the apostolic hustle. Family life is a huge, huge priority in a godly man's life, or it should be. We are to lead and instruct our family as men and godly men in this 21st century. Okay, so we do this by taking time with our family, prioritizing family time up in the upper tier of our priorities. Uh, You know, our number one priority has got to be loving God, uh, I believe our second priority is loving our wife. I believe our third priority is loving our children. And then I think everything else in life comes after that. That's my personal feelings. And uh, everyone may not agree with that, but I believe that that's how the Bible teaches us to be. And so I think that kids can't be bumped down the line of, you know, after after work and after guys night and after football, football and Facebook and those things. I think we have to prioritize teaching our family who God is and how to live for God and how to be faithful to God. And and like for me and you, our boys, we got to teach them to be godly men. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when we become a godly man in this 21st century, it's going to cause us to want to lead our family in godly ways. Which makes us get to, honestly, I mean... That that helps us to spend time with the family too. That gives us our time that we need to be with the family because we're to, we're teaching them, we're with them, so we're working on them. They're we're showing them what we're doing, and yeah. they see in us, and that's us being with them and yeah, it kind of time with them. It automatically prioritizes things in the way that it should be. Right. So all these things are time consuming things that we have to juggle as a godly apostolic man. Uh, the only way to juggle. All this is the way that God intends us is to place God first in our lives. He's got to be number one. We got to give it to God. Um, Put your undaunted faith in the Lord. Amen. When we put God first and we prioritize him at the top of our list, everything else finds its way 
I believe he guides us to help us. Yeah, God put us in the positions we're in today, and he gave us the jobs that we work. Yeah, absolutely. And he gave us our family, and he gave us our church. We have to make him priority. That's right. When we do, doors open. Our family follows. All that time you wanted to spend with your family, they're right there beside you. That's right. Because you have, you've trained them according to the Word of God. All that overtime you thought you needed to work, guess what? God's providing. You may not have that Ferrari sitting in your driveway because you didn't work that overtime, but I don't you got, you I got your fit. ride, I'm sure, to yeah. get you to and from. That's right. Uh, I don't think I could fit in a Ferrari yet anyway. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, I want to share, just as we close today and come as we start winding this down, uh, our general superintendent of the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, Brother uh, Kenneth Carpenter, he he said something at men's conference a couple weeks ago. He said, God is not one of your priorities. He is the priority. And again, I know I've mentioned, I've made reference to this already in this podcast, but I believe when we make God our number one priority, everything else falls into line. Yep. It's, I mean, it just, when it, it just, it's, it's the, when you got that right, everything else that comes underneath it lines up. Because when God's your priority and you're seeking after him to please him, you can't help but have everything else in line. But when you shift your focus and God's no longer your priority, that's when we start getting into trouble. And that's when we start neglecting our home, our church, and our family when God's not number one in our life. All right, so I hope this week was a blessing to you. I hope you enjoyed this. Again, this is our episode two of the Undaunted Brotherhood. And uh, thanks for joining us. And we look forward to doing another one of these real soon. And uh, tell someone about it. Tell the guys that you work with. Tell the guys in your uh, family. Tell the guys at the bus stop. Tell the guys in your high school. Hey, we're trying to make as many godly men in the 21st century are trying to help make because we're not making them, but we just want to be a blessing to them as they're on that journey to becoming godly men in the 21st century. So share this thing, tell somebody about it, enjoy it, like it, leave us a review. We like and five stars, baby. Yeah, we like them five stars. We like them five stars. So if you get a chance, come see us, find us. We love you, appreciate you. See you next time. God bless.